Hello and welcome to another episode of Tech to Man Weekly with me, Charles Commons. We've discussed the topic of repurposing content in both episode 2 and episode 5 of Tech Demand Weekly before. Simply visit the website tech-demand.com forward slash podcast to go back and hear those again. On this week's show, I'm talking to content marketer Amy Woods about how she repurposes podcasts and video content. I think really repurposing content is the ultimate form of content marketing because it's just making your message go further and we say repurposing content but I really call it different ways that you package up a message so it's the same message being packaged up in different ways in different formats just to connect with more people and reach more people. Amy Woods is the founder of Content 10x a creative agency specializing in content repurposing. Amy and Content 10X see their role as to help their clients to expand their content online, maximising their reach with minimal effort to their clients. To start our chat, I asked Amy what led to her starting Content 10X. So I um, graduated from Manchester Business School um, a long time ago now and went travelling and then basically decided to get a real job after having an amazing time travelling all over the place for about a year or so. Um, And then I started a career as a management consultant and I worked for um, 13 years just about for a big global consulting firm, Accenture. And um, it was brilliant. I was working with some of the biggest, most successful companies in the world. My area of expertise was change management. So I worked with um, large-scale mergers and acquisitions, big transformation programs, largely you know, in the tech area, big implementations. I started to immerse myself in this online world and content world. I was doing I discovered podcasts actually. So, you know, I didn't even know what they were, but I discovered podcasts. I was reading a lot of blogs, a lot of books, signing up to online courses. And really, I'd always wanted to have my own business. And it felt like the perfect opportunity to try and start something online as well to give me a bit more flexibility with with work and not so much travel and that kind of thing. So I reskilled, I learned how to build websites, learned a lot about digital marketing, set up a little mastermind um, group where a group of five of us were meeting up every couple of weeks, all embarking on starting our own online businesses. And I started initially a business that was more akin to my business consulting expertise. And I was providing online support through an online course and coaching for small businesses. But I guess my heart wasn't massively in that, but what I was doing very consistently was creating content. So I was doing Facebook lives and then repurposing them every week into lots of different content like blog posts and graphics and little videos and things like that. And I realized that what I did with my weekly content of turning one piece of content into lots of different content was basically a business and a service in its own right. So I had someone on the graphics side helping with graphics. I had a copywriter helping with the blog posts and things like that. So I had a little team of freelancers that were working for me every week on the repurposing. And I realized, right, okay, there's a really good opportunity here to offer this as a service where an individual or a business doesn't have to manage a whole team of freelancers. They just have one person, one supplier who does everything for them. So I got really excited about that then. So my heart was in that and I was really keen on taking that further. I went to various like conferences and events and masterminds and just 
was feeling people out really talking to podcasters, video content creators, live streamers, and just talking them through what my business was on the side. I was, I was testing it. I was growing it. I was creating the service bit by bit. And then it just took off really got the first client, got the second client and then start to build the team and, you know, build out the service more, build out the processes and to where I am today, my business is content 10X. I've got a handful of wonderful clients from all over the world who are video content creators, podcasters, generally influencers in their industry. And I have a team of copywriters, uh, graphic designers, video editors, podcast editors, and we repurpose content for our clients on a weekly or sometimes twice weekly basis. I also have my podcast, the Content 10X podcast, where I teach people how to repurpose. Um, I do speaking, so I've been speaking at a number of events. I was at PodFest in March, obviously speaking at Podcast Movement in August this year. I spoke there last year as well. Um, and yeah, you know, basically content repurposing is my thing. And that's what we do as a business, either for people or teaching people how to do it for themselves. So was that was was the podcast that you make now for for Content 10X? Was that something that you sort of went, I'm going to make that and then build the rest of it around, or was there a just it was it just a case of sort of going right? I'll practice what I preach and show people. Yeah, it was a bit of both actually. So basically, I when I started the business, I knew that I had to create content. I mean, I'm absolutely you know, bought in on the importance of content marketing. And so I knew that was important. And so I was trying to decide what will be my core content, something that I can create every week and be consistent with. And it was a bit of um, a a decision between should it be video every week or should it be podcast every week? And the clients that I already had, so I'd already got a couple of clients before I started creating my weekly content and they were both podcasters. So I was getting learning an awful lot about how podcasts work through repurposing podcast content. And then to be completely honest with you as well, um, I just fancied learning how to be a podcaster and I didn't really want to do video every week because there was just a bit more complication of, um, you know, where you'll do the videos in the background, what you look like and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I like the idea of a microphone and, and just voice. Um, so yeah, I, I had to commit to something. I decided that having a podcast would be great and I was enjoying podcast content myself as well. And it was to see things from the perspective of my podcaster clients and learn it from that point of view and something that I just felt that I could be consistent with. There was no reason why I couldn't create a podcast every single week. And it was very, um, very important to me that it was consistent. And so I start, I think we're on about, as we're talking today, episode 89 goes out later this week. So we have consistently put that podcast out for 89 weeks in a row no gap at all so it's been every single Thursday for 89 weeks now (laughs) so I mean obviously you're 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 a content marketer essentially that is what you do as your business and you therefore help clients to market themselves by providing them well 10 times different ways to actually repurpose one thing um but what is it about for you a, a podcast that that works as part of 
a marketing campaign? Because I've noticed that it kind tends to be with you that you have podcasting as sort of your number one on the list. So when you go on your website, the first thing that comes up as the things that you do is for podcasters. And then underneath that is for people that make video. You can then have a section there where you basically click on it and it says, if you want video or if you use video, we can repurpose it and this is what we would do for you pay us to do it and we'll show you how kind of thing but podcasting is actually your number one it's above video which is i think unusual well we probably have 50 50 video and podcast clients actually and i'm trying to think we probably have slightly more video clients than podcast so it's a it's a mix we the uh, what we do as a business is we work with uh, businesses who create either podcast or video content as their core content marketing and then we repurpose but the interesting thing is that most of our clients that come to us as video clients the first thing that we do is repurpose that video into a podcast (laughs) so um even the video clients are client kind of video stroke podcast clients because we turn the video into a podcast but yeah it's it's either or really so when we're repurposing content if we start with podcast content obviously that's great we have audio and then we'll turn the audio into um, blog posts, so standalone blog posts that you know don't need to actually listen to, not not show notes basically. So a, a, pod, a blog post that could stand on its own, even in a different site, and we'll create show notes as well, and any other kind of written content, and then we'll create lots of different graphics and we'll maybe infographics, things like that as well. And we'll create audiograms. So if we don't have the person or people on camera then we'll still create little MP4s, but we'll create the kind of visually engaging audiograms that you can put out on social media. But if we start with video, we will, instead of the audiograms, we will take actual clips of the people on camera, which is, you know, generally more engaging than an audiogram actually seeing the person on camera. So it depends where we start and what we do with the content, but it's, you know, we, video is the most versatile, but there's still lots that we can do with podcasts as well. So it's interesting that you say that with your video clients, that one of the first things you actually say to them is let's repurpose this as a podcast. I mean, it, does that actually create further work for you or your client with that? Or do you literally just rip the audio off of the video that they've done and, and then put it out on an RSS feed? No, we don't tend to do that in terms of there's usually a fair amount of editing so if it doesn't work for all clients either so it really does depend on what the kind of what the content is and what the videos are and if the videos do have a high dependence on the visual side of things then it's not really going to work i mean you know you can say at the start the audio is taken from a video and if you want to see the video then head over to you know my youtube channel wherever it is and but this is the audio from the video that's why there's certain things i reference that you you know you need to see the video to know what i'm talking about um but you know if it's highly visual and it's not going to work we, we make the judgment call would it work what, what is the content and would that work but then um let's say for example the video is a a live video so somebody goes live on facebook which is with our clients quite a common thing for people to do is to have a weekly facebook live show with their audience so we would provide coaching on how they could structure their live video which would mean that it's a great experience for people who attend live and it also 
it gives us the opportunity to extract quality audio that can turn into a podcast. So we wouldn't take the whole audio from say a live video because nobody wants to listen to a podcast where it starts with, you know, who's here? Oh, hi, Mark. How are you doing? (laughs) Let's just wait for 10 more people to join and then we'll get who'd want to listen to that. (laughs) So we'd, um, you know, we we basically, you know, do do, a, you know, thorough listen through and work out how we can how we can extract golden nuggets and the and the key important aspects of the audio from the video and how we tend to do that say it's alive is we'd say do all your all of your audience interaction first you know have a bit of banter that's all great then let people know that for the next 10 minutes or so you're going to be presenting on a particular topic so you won't respond to comments for the next 10 minutes or so and then you'll respond to comments and answer questions and things like that and then they can be a bit more focused and that would be the section that we would more likely take the audio from and then when again when it gets to the end of a bit more banter and live experience we wouldn't put that into it so it really depends that's live and then if it's not live and it's more pre-recorded videos um, you can more easily extract the audio. Although if they're a client of ours, you know, we would add intros, add outros, might have sponsor reels and things like that as well and um, put it through a full production cycle and level off the sound and all kinds of things like that. So it is, it's just something extra that people can opt to do or not. But we've seen it re- work really well. Like we have one particular client who went live on Facebook every week with her audience and then as we said, as we launched the podcast and people were given the option to get the audio of this live if you didn't make it, um, we really found within within weeks she was having thousands of people listen to the podcast because actually some of them aren't even on Facebook, you know, like, so they're never going to catch the Facebook video because they don't, they're not even on it um, and or don't like consuming that content. They missed it. They don't want to hit the re-record, but what they do want to do is hear what happened when they're driving in the car, taking the kids to school and that kind of thing. So we found that um, it, she really was able to reach more people by doing something quite straightforward, like taking that, that audio and putting it into a decent podcast. We've had... Um- two previous episodes on on repurposing in the past on on this podcast um but what is it for you what's what's the reason that it's important to repurpose your content for you amy i think it's really it's because if you put a lot of time and effort into creating content and it is time consuming and, and quality should be the focus not quantity but quality if you put a lot of time and effort into it then repurposing is you know is the one way that you can truly you know leverage and get the value from all of that all that time and all that effort that you put in and it's about ultimately reaching a broader audience and connecting with a broader audience in in more than one way as well so you know for example we were just saying about Facebook lives and I mentioned you know if that was your only content doing a Facebook live every week and some of your ideal clients weren't even on Facebook let alone going to watch the Facebook live then they're missed but through the power of repurposing they can still you know get that message in a different format because if you've repurposed that into social content into a blog post into um, you know, as we were saying, a podcast, then you're going to reach more people. So I think really repurposing content is is the ultimate form of content marketing because it's just making your message go further. And we say repurposing content, but I really call it 
different ways that you package up a message. So it's the same message being packaged up in different ways, in different formats, just to connect with more people and reach more people. And specifically for businesses, this is about gaining authority, getting known within your niche, um, the rule of seven. So when people see something once or twice, they're not that likely to take action. But when they see something seven times or more, that's when they start to take action. So if you're hitting people multiple times through the power of repurposing in different formats, it's really going to help your business from a content marketing perspective as well. But yeah, it's it's about being smart. It's You shouldn't just be thinking on this, being on this hamster wheel of more content, more content, more content, more content. It should be quality content, reach as many people, quality content, reach as many people. And that's, that's how I see content repurposing as being so important. You, you've kind of already answered this question, I think, Amy, but if you were going to take on a brand new client, and let's say that they are a podcast client, so that's what their main piece of content already is, what would be the first thing that you would advise to repurpose their content as? I would say that I think it's really important to get the spoken word into written format because of SEO and making sure that you can get found when people are searching. So if you have a podcast, most likely you're trying to reach people to you know, help people or entertain, educate people, whatever it may be. Now, m- most people go to Google or whatever search engine, but most people go to Google to find anything podcast on or they put in a question and they want somebody to re- Bring, bring back the answer and um, unfortunately they're not going to itunes or spotify and putting that question in they're going to google and the search engines first so i think it's really really important that if you only did one thing um get it into written format so get it into not show notes is great you know if, you, if you're going to just write some simple show notes and and kind of bullet point through and introduce your topic but if you can write even a, a slightly longer form blog post then you think about what kind of keyword you want to rank for and people can find you via a Google search. And I think that is really, really useful. And they actually Google and um, Apple have been making quite a lot of improvements recently in the last month on trying to make it easier for people to find podcasts through search by in the background through AI, actually trying to transcribe people's podcast episodes. But it's still good to have that written content because from the written content, so if you've turned your podcast into a article or a blog post, you can, you've then got the power of repurposing snippets of the written content onto social as well. So then you can take great sections, great paragraphs, sound bites, and that can be a tweet, that can be a Facebook post, that can go on Instagram. So if you're only doing one thing, I think think about getting it SEO friendly through the power of written, written content. Yeah, I, I think that's what I try to do for this podcast. So when this podcast goes up on uh, com, you don't just get a just the show notes and very simple, the same as what you'll see on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere you find the actual podcast itself. You'll get a slightly more in depth. Now, I'm not a copywriter or a you know really a, a blog kind of person however I do my best and I make sure I try and make sure that there's everything in there that there should be now I've noticed on your website for your podcast episodes Amy that your blog posts really are blog posts even though 
the, the end of it, you've got the listen to the podcast here, or you've got a video embedded into the article as well. But you've also got infographics in there as well to really make it stand out and and to make it look w- worth reading. Pardon the you know the expression of that, but you know. I find it really difficult sometimes to actually go ahead and, and distinguish between just show notes for a podcast and an actual blog article that would sit on the website itself. I mean, is there a kind of, uh, you know, easy way of defining the differences between the two? Well, I think um, for us, so we, you're right, we create a longer form blog post and we uh, we, we do a few things. So there'll be the long blog post that goes onto the website and I very much see it that if a person doesn't listen to podcasts and they're just not going to hit play on that player or head over to their podcast app on the phone and listen to it then I still want them to get the message and I still want them to get value from the content so if they're just going to read on then they're going to get all the the value from listening but they they got it in in the way that they like to consume content they like to read so i see it that if the article can stand alone and somebody can read it and they can get what they would have got from listening to a podcast episode then i class that more as a kind of standalone blog post and we actually kind of wordsmith them a little bit and put them onto medium and linkedin and other places as well so that it's not just in the hope of people finding us on our website but websites that already have a lot of traffic anyway we'll go and put the content over there and we're not saying listen to the podcast we're just at giving the value in written format i think when it what how i define show notes then that's more that it really is telling you what is in this podcast episode but you're going to have to listen to it to get the extract the value so we we treat show notes more as here's an introduction to what the podcast is about here's a bullet pointed summary of the key learning points or the key discussion points and so basically go ahead and listen to it to get that value so that i think that's where i see the difference one is you don't have to listen to get everything that you need but show notes it's just pointing you towards and you do have to listen so you, you don't really it's a signpost more show notes i guess you mentioned before about how you know one of the things that you do is repurpose into audiograms, especially podcasts. Um, are there any other or are there any tools that you like to use in order to repurpose any of the content that your clients actually provide to you in the first place? Yeah, so we for audiograms we use Wave W A V V E. So we use Wave. Um, there's Headliner as well, um, and they're both good. And we just we just prefer. I've been with Wave since I started. I kind of feel like I was probably one of the first ever customers. Um, and so we prefer that. But there's Wave and Headliner, and they're both great for creating audiograms. Um, I really recommend Canva. Um, C-A-N-V-A, canva.com for graphics. So I think if you, um, you know, you, you're not a graphic designer or even if you were in graphic design, I still think Canva is really good. There's loads of templates and you can just set up templates that you can use for each episode, episode artwork, and maybe you'll do quote images. And even just creating the image that you would then use to create an audiogram on Wave or Headliner can all be done on Canva. And then you would take that image over and put the audiogram on top so really recommend canva really recommend um wave and um headliner i also would like to say that i recommend using something like trello so a 
project management uh, workflow type tool like Trello or Asana um, to manage the process flow for each podcast episode. So when we repurpose our podcasts, you know, we have a really specific kind of set of, of repeatable tasks and we don't consider any podcast to be done and moved to the, the done board until we ticked every single item off. And I really think that that's important too, to to repurpose effectively and to kind of get the most out of each episode and make sure you promote it as much as you you should and get as much value from the time you put into it. You need to have a system behind that. So having tools like Trello or Asana where you set up a repeatable checklist and then you, you know, you keep copying and duplicating the checklist for every episode and do the same process will really help um, get into that flow of repurposing as well. So I really recommend that as well. So as a, an example, let's take a new client comes on board with you, Amy, and Content 10X. What would be the kind of advice you would give them in order for them to reach as many people as possible, regardless of whether it's a podcast or a video or a blog post, whatever it is that they actually come to you with, what would be your advice to basically help them reach the total sum of their audience? Well, what we tend to do, so firstly, we would find out where their audience kind of hang out. So is it more LinkedIn? Is it more Facebook? Is it more Twitter, Instagram? So really try and work out whereabouts do your audience hang out and then build a a publishing strategy for each podcast episode based on making sure that we get ample content platform specific so not the same content going on every platform but make it very specific to each platform and so that would be the social media focus you know we'd really make sure that we knew who we were talking to and how we were talking to them and write engaging posts about the podcast to get people talking about it and get a little bit of a buzz about it so we would have the social media strategy would be would be that where do people hang out and let's go all in on the right places we'd make sure that we had a multimedia um, focus as well again as we said you know not everybody listens to podcasts and some people are you know, on the fence or just discovering them. So we'd make sure that we had more to offer them than just the podcast. So lots of visual content, video content, written content, every form of content that we know their audience would consume, we would, we would try and, you know, repurpose into every week. And we all the, all the normal kind of podcast strategies of making sure that the name of the podcast is is clear what it's about and the subtitles clear what it's about, the distribution, just making sure we're on every app as well. So Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, everywhere that we can be, making sure that we're on everywhere as well. And then I think when people are first starting out, it's easy sometimes to think about all of the new audience, all of the new people to reach, but actually all of the people who are in your existing audience already um, still need to be educated on this new content that you're putting out and start to you know, consume it and, and enjoy it. So that could be your email subscribers, not forgetting that you know you need to be telling them, amend your email signature, say, have you listened to the podcast yet? Always put the latest episode there, maybe in the email signature, you know, shout out about it a little bit and have a bit of a buzz as you start the podcast and make sure you're focusing just as much on your existing audience converting over to this new medium of content that you're putting out as you are trying to reach new audiences as well. Um, And I'd also say that if you're in an industry or a niche where 
podcast listening may not be the norm as such, then you need to bear in mind as well that you might not just have to educate people on, here's my podcast, listen to it, but you might need to start a step before and educate people on how to listen to a podcast as well. And it's not being patronizing, but going the extra step of saying it's free, it's on your your phone, it's this app, you know, this is how you can listen to the podcast as well. So just being um you know, friendly and educational in terms of just how to listen to a podcast, not just assuming that just because you say, I've got this new podcast, listen to it, that, that everybody knows even how to do that as well. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and, and not spending time in places that you shouldn't be. So if you don't have an audience on Instagram or you don't have an audience on Twitter, then don't spend any time on there. Just be all in on the places where you know your audience are, basically. And a good thing to do if you have an email subscriber list and got an audience already is to do a survey, actually. So when you are launching your podcast, maybe ask them if they'd partake in a quick survey and ask them some questions about, you know, where they hang out and... Um, you know, do they listen to podcasts, find out where they're at, you know, where are they at, where's your current audience at and what could you do to help bring them closer to becoming a podcast listener of yours when it, when you launch, when you're in the first early stages. My thanks to Amy Woods. You can find out more about Amy's company, Content10x, at content10x.com. If you've enjoyed this episode of Tech Demand Weekly, then I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review on your podcast app of choice or send us an email to podcast at tech-demand.com. tech-demand.com forward slash podcast is also where you will find every back episode of this podcast series. I'll be back with more content marketing advice next week. So until then, thanks for listening and goodbye.